Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Big Strong Left Toys podcast. I've, I've given up on episodes, but thank you for, for coming back and, and listening once again. Um, right, uh, it's a big episode today. We've deliberately waited a little bit further along in the week because as of recording um, around an hour or so ago, we finally received the news that James Madison is in fact in the England squad for the World Cup um, in Qatar in just a few weeks' time. <laughs> Even today in the morning, you know, speaking on the radio, I was absolutely certain he wasn't going to be in that England squad. Everything I'd heard and seen, I really didn't think he was going to make it. So look, absolutely delighted that James Madison is in the England squad. So we're going to talk about that. We're of course going to talk about a couple of wins in the cup against Newport and then also Everton. We're going to do who are you? Uh, We're going to look at some funny stories from the week which Jack has found. And then of course, then look ahead to the final Premier League fixture before we do break for the World Cup, which is at West Ham, which all three of us are going to. And I say all three of us, I of course mean Jordan Halford, and Jack Holmes and myself. How are we, chaps? Uh, I presume we're happy after a couple of wins and also equally delighted that James Madison is in the England squad. Jordan, I'll start with you, mate. How are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. I was a bit, um, I say, a bit apprehensive this morning, I suppose, like every Leicester and England fan um, about the announcement. But I'm really pleased that Gareth has uh, has included him. Um it's kind of surprising, really, that there was so mm. much discussion around whether he should be included. But, um, like I said, really pleased for, for Madison, really pleased for Le- Leicester. Um, it's always exciting to have a Leicester player at the World Cup. And as an England fan, absolutely delighted um, that we've got a player of that ability available. So, all round, um, very, very pleased. And you, Jack, uh, how are you feeling? How are you? Um mood around that announcement and, and big news today yeah massive news um really pleased uh and i'll be really honest i don't show a huge amount of interest in in england but i'm mm. um, i think it uh, more on a personal level you can see how much it it matters to to madison and and i just i, I don't think there is an argument for him not not to be included i mean clearly we watch him every single week but I, I don't think I've ever seen a more deserving case of of someone to be in that England squad and he he's literally forced himself to be in there so so yeah just on a personal level really really happy for him because I think I think he's really deserved but uh yeah no I'm I'm good uh we're winning games of football we're keeping clean sheets and you know we've got one of the best players in the Premier League uh so yeah things are things are good how are you Jake <laughs> Thank you for asking, Jack. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad. For this Madison situation, I, I do find it, not to say weird, but there's been so, so much chat, you know, and, and working in, in sports radio, it's all anybody's been speaking about, which I suppose, you know, as far as Leicester goes, it's quite rare, really. Um, and it's actually been quite nice that, that every single pundit or radio presenter or, or frankly, just anyone on Twitter 
was saying James Madison should be in this England squad. And not only did they have him in the squad, most people have got me in their starting 11. And it, as I said, you know, still this morning when I was on the radio, I was absolutely adamant that he wasn't going to make the squad. I thought that Gareth was going to be that stubborn. I didn't think he was going to find a way of, of squeezing him in or or somehow justifying his, his position in that squad. And, and as you say, Jordan, I'm... <laughs> Well, so as you say, Jack, I'm also in agreement that I'm actually not really that bothered about England. And I know, Jordan, you're, you're a massive England home and away guy. Um, for me, I'm not that bothered. And, and for me, I need some kind of Leicester representation for me to be interested. You know, and, and now that, you know, Madison is playing, I will absolutely watch England. And when James Justin played a, a couple of months back, I was interested in watching England. Unfortunately, I am one of them people now, you know, <laughs> I'm not really too sure why, but but I do struggle with it. But for me, just on a on a personal level for James, because we know how much he wanted it and we know how much he deserved it. I'm really pleased that, that Gareth did buckle. I mean, Jordan, as I said, you're a big England man. Um, you're a big fan of Southgate, always been a big supporter of him in Southgate that we trust. Um, if he hadn't have picked Madison, how would you have felt? And what would you have, I mean, I wouldn't say what would you have done? Obviously, you're not going to do anything, <laughs> but, but, but what would you have thought if Madison had, actually hadn't made the squad, mate? Well, I um I actually wrote a, a thousand word article for the Foss Way in preparation for him not being in the, in the squad, and the last oh. line was I'll have to uh, I'll have to pack him in my suitcase if uh, <laughs> if he didn't pick him. But yeah, I mean I I can understand like Southgate's position. We've got an embarrassment of riches in that area, um, and I know he prefers to play Sterling and recently Saka either side, and then obviously we've got Foden, Grealish, and Mount. But for me, and you know, going back 18 months as Leicester fans, we know how good Madison is. Um, and it, I think it was nice um, that there's kind of, like you say, Jake, all the pundits, everyone on Twitter, it just it just felt like this season the rest of the country had woken up and realised we've got a really special player. Um, and, you know, there's no way that he's not in the best 26 players in, mm. in the country. So um, it would have been interesting if, if it was still a 23-man squad, I mean, I'd still have picked him over Conor Gallagher. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm just really pleased. I think it, it does show a, a lot about Southgate that I know he's been a bit stubborn in the past. He mentioned in his press conference about the worries around Madison's hip. I don't think the casino thing um, bothered him, to be honest. It, it, that was more of a press story. So. I'm just really pleased Southgate's kind of seen the light and and included him in the squad. And look, he might not play, he might not kick a ball, but mm. you know we've got 20 minutes to go in a knockout game, and you want an ace in the pack, something that you know a player that maybe some of the teams don't know a lot about. Throw Madison on; he can play those those passes through to Kane. He can play passes, uh, you know, for Sterling and and, and who, well, whoever's on the wing. And he's a great set-piece taker. He's a great dribbler. I'd back him to take a penalty. He's got that personality where nothing phases him. And mm. I just, I'm just really, like I say, really pleased for him. Uh, like Jack says, he, he's kind of, like this season, he, he's really forced his way into Southgate's thoughts. And I, I think that, that shows a lot for him. Um, I think he's matured a lot. And hopefully he goes to the World Cup and proves everyone right why they wanted him in the squad in the first place. Mm. No, an, an interesting point there mate that you say you know it is a 26 man squad and you know I, I'm not here to, to rain on anyone's parade but we, we we regularly see these tournaments and there's often so much discussion about the squad but the brutal reality is is that the only 11 players can play 
you know, and 26 doesn't go into 11. And there will be a number of players within that squad who, you know, might be highly contentious. You talk about Conor Gallagher, you talk about James Madison. There's a good chance some of these players don't play a single minute at the World Cup. And I think that's something maybe um, we do need to get our head around because, you know, yes, it's it's wonderful news for him that he has had that recognition, Jack. But but also, um, it, it's it's another thing now, isn't it, to, to force his way actually into the reckoning, into to getting games and, and minutes. Because as Southgate has said so, so many times before, there there are players in his position. And, and you know, other than Grealish, all of those players actually are playing well. So, you know... <laughs> That there is still a good chance that, that Madison plays very, very little football at this World Cup, isn't there? There is. I don't think it will happen. I think I'll go back to a few years ago, right? The, the hype about Grealish and, mm. you know, uh, he was playing really well at the at the time, but he forced his way in into that side. He didn't play every game, but he, he definitely played a big part. I, I see Madison in a, in a similar way to that. And if, I mean, I know Grealish doesn't get the numbers that he might do, you know, like Grealish's season, I think he had like eight goals and six assists or something. Like, you know, Madders is off the back of an 18-goal, 12-assist season. He started yeah. the season on fire. I think Southgate might learn a lot about him when he gets in the training camp. And I, you say those players are in form. I don't think Sterling's in particularly good form. No, um, he's not. He always, he's not. He always does a good job for England. Mount's okay, but I've watched Chelsea the last few games. I've not been impressed with them for a long time. Um, uh, who else we got in there? I mean, Grealish is is done okay. Like, I think he's he's one of the most informed players there. I mean, he's hmm. probably the most informed player in the Premier League right now. I mean, I'm sure there's someone else I've missed, but he, he's definitely right up there in terms of form. I think, I, I think he'll I think he'll play. I don't think he'll start every game. I think he might get the odd start, but I think you know, with 20 30 minutes to go, hmm. if we want to go deep into the tournament. Then I think he needs to use him. And his, his the point on set pieces. I think his set piece. Everyone always talks about Ward Prowse as set pieces. Madison is as good, if not better, than Ward Prowse at set yeah. pieces. Do, do you um, think that's a, a big reason, Jack? Because you, you look at the fact that that Kieran Trippier is is in the squad, but he's if Kyle Walker's fit, he's going to play it right back, and Luke Shaw will be the starting left back. And without James Ward Prowse in that squad, you know there needs to be someone in that starting eleven, or certainly someone available for. For, for Southgate, who can take them set pieces. Now, <laughs> with all due respect, I don't think Madison is actually that wonderful at corners. But in terms of a, a free kick, uh, we do know uh, that he does have that star quality, doesn't he? And, and maybe that's something that kind of worked in his favour when, when Gareth did kind of crunch the numbers and you know make them kind of last moment decisions, you know, when he's picking between those those couple of players. Yeah, I, I think it is. And I, I can't remember, he didn't make a squad a while back. And I think Southgate made a comment that he wasn't taking set pieces at the time and I I think he was having problems with his hip which he definitely seems like he's he's passed um, mm. and long way that he's not continues. missed a game is he no and that was a real problem uh, yeah. at one stage for him but I, I think the thing for me like physically he turned up in pre-season and he looked he looked a lot fitter man on a mission and, yeah and he, he really has got the bit between his teeth I mean there was obviously chat about him going to Newcastle and so on doesn't seem to have affected him at all like you know his he, he has seemed like a man on a mission and I think that's why I'm so pleased because, you know, you can just see like the, there was the bit where Neville said something to him about, oh, you might not travel well. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> he took that so personally and right, yeah, so. I mean, it was, it was a dreadful question. 
Um, and I hadn't even seen any rumours about that. But I mean, Gary Neville probably knows more about football than I do and knows more about what the chat is. So maybe that is a theory, but it's just, I don't know. He, he, he seems, he, he, he seems like he's got himself in a really good place this year. Mm. Long may that continue, you know, hopefully he doesn't play too much. So it's nice and fresh for when, when he comes back 20 minutes here and there is, is fine. And, you know, he can go deep into the tournament. So, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, that, that's almost where, where my mind's at a little bit, actually, Jack, you talk about the fact that, you know, hopefully he doesn't play too much. And there is part of me, Jordan, which, which selfishly does think like that. And also it kind of, I don't really want him to do too well because I don't want I don't want him to leave, you know, because let's let's be you know brutally honest here. If James Madison goes to this World Cup and, and plays a fair amount of football and ends up being a star for England and England win the World Cup, you know, Leicester's hopes, no matter how big or small they may be in terms of keeping him beyond his current contract, they're gonna very, very quickly diminish, aren't they? And you know, I almost want him slightly to go under the radar. I mean, I'm happy for him. Of course I am, but you know, I'm a Leicester fan first and foremost. And you know, if he if he does have a good World Cup. You know, more clubs and bigger clubs than the Newcastle are going to come sniffing, aren't they? Yeah, I, I can always understand the kind of club first or country first debate. Um, I, I'm all, I always have been country first because <laughs> I think you know it's the highest level of football. But yeah, obviously his contract's running down. You look at um, Maguire uh, and Chilwell, who played for England when they were at Leicester, and obviously they they went on to kind of force a move. I suppose I don't think Madison would necessarily force a move but yeah I mean you know this is the the zenith for any footballer isn't it it's the it's the pinnacle of football highest stage so it's it's a platform for Madison to um to show what he can do I mean I, I don't you know I don't necessarily think he'll start but to be honest um you know I, I, it's difficult for, for Southgate right because he, he's going to be loyal to the players that have got him there or the players that he's had for the last three or four years but you've also got to pick players that are on form in the Premier League. So it, it is difficult, but, you know, the deeper we go and, you know, the group stages at the World Cup, let's be honest, they're, they're pretty boring. When it gets to the serious stuff, the knockout football, as a manager, you've got to have many different options. Uh, and Jack mentioned it, you know, I don't think Grealish posts anywhere near the numbers in terms of goals and assists that he should oh, do no. yeah. for a player of his ability, which um, is obviously where, where Madison excels. So, um, you know, the debate about whether he plays in the, you know, England don't play over 10. Well, that doesn't really matter because he's played most of the season on the right. Um, and, you know, you need to be able to play three at the back, four at the back uh, and change it up during the game in a, in a knockout tournament. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great platform for him. I'd Honestly, I'd love him to go there and, and show everyone what he can do. Um, I mean, where, you know, whether or not he signs a new contract is, is debatable, but... Mm -hmm. Um, as an England fan, I'm just delighted days available for for selection. To be honest, yeah, no, I didn't say you know my club loyalty as a side. I am looking forward to it, and I generally am looking forward to watching him. And I do hope he he does play. I hope Southgate knows how to use him, and he does respect and appreciate him. And it's not just some kind of token gesture. Um, Jack, before we move on and, and talk about um, less happy news, which is James Justin. Um, anything you wanted to add on on Madison, or can we move uh, on? Just on the point of whether he stays or whether he goes, I think yeah. um, we're used to players players going, particularly when they're playing at, at that level, and you don't want it to happen. I think he is probably getting to a stage now where it, 
it becomes an inevitability. I mean, he's he's playing as well as anyone in Europe right now, if not if not the world, in terms of of the numbers he's putting up and the the performance yeah. he's putting up. You know, I think I, I, I've said this a few times. He's playing at such a level now where I think he's probably got his pick of most clubs in the world. And I know people go, Man City don't need a number ten. I think the fact that he's now playing right wing, I think he becomes a lot more appealing to a lot of other clubs because they probably yeah. see the flexibility that we have. So, so yeah, I mean, clearly I don't want him to go and I wanted to keep him. I, I'm probably, you know, I, I think he'll go. I think it's just more about getting a, a really good fee for him and like, uh, and reinvesting that. And I think, you know, like the, the squad does need some, some refreshing elsewhere. And, you know, we, we seem to be linked with a, with a lot of players, but I hope he's here for the whole season. I don't think we'll sell him in January unless we get crazy, crazy money. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think enjoy him while we've got him because for me, he's he's right up there in terms of his performances with sort of peak Mares now. For, yeah. Uh, in in the title winning season, if he keeps up this form, I don't I don't think it would be a ridiculous. It depends where we are in the league and how it goes, but I don't think it would be a ridiculous shout for him to be talked about as like footballer of the year and yeah. and things like that because he really is at that level of form. So. So yeah, I think a lot of big clubs will be alerted to him. So so yeah, you know, I just don't think it's 30 million quid to Newcastle. I think it's 60, 70, 80 million to Man City, Real Madrid. It, it's that level of conversation. Yeah, no, some very, very good points indeed. And I think also it, it really does highlight as well why these two games against Everton and West Ham were so important because, you know, if we hadn't, you know, got that win against Everton. You know, we did find ourselves in a situation where the January transfer window, we were in the relegation places. Players like Yuri Tielemans and James Madison would be questioning their futures even more than what they probably are already. And there we then would have been a very, very real scenario where we could then face the rest of the season um, without them. Um, and I think that, you know, if we pick up another you know, win or a point at West Ham, it means that we will be in mid-table. And I think it then just puts the club in a stronger position to say no um, to anyone who does come sniffing for, for either of those two come January. Um, let's talk about James Justin, shall we? So uh, the, the game against Newport County, I, I quite enjoyed. I thought they they held out pretty well and, you know, were very res- respectable uh, with Newport County. In the end, it was a comfortable 3-0 win. Uh, great to see Vards with it with a couple of goals. But the other goal scorer was James Justin, his first goal in, in more than two years. A, a really nice goal. It was not too dissimilar to the one he scored against Stoke, which I think was probably his last one, but obviously from the different side when, when he cut inside and, and curled it into the into the far corner. But then really, really, really bitterly disappointing for him. We knew straight away, you know, when he went down and we saw the replays that it was a it was a serious injury. He was stretched off. Is it, is it a rupture of the Achilles? Is that now the official? Um, yeah, that's the official diagnosis and going to miss the remainder of the season. Now, I suppose um, there was an outside shout he could have got into the England squad with all those injuries to fall back. I suspect he probably wasn't going to get in. Um, but of course, following the cruciate knee ligament injury, which he which he had before. He's still a young guy, Jordan. And, you know, he was just kind of getting back to his best as well, wasn't he, in the last couple of months. Just so, again, disappointed for him, but also then for Leicester as well. It's it's a massive blow, isn't it? Because he's he's such a good player. Yeah, I'm, I'm devastated for him. Um, I was perhaps a little bit unfair previously. I mean, I went on the boot room last week with Owen and said that maybe he'd not hit the heights that we'd seen from him before. And Owen he, pointed he, out he hasn't at the start of the season. He, 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 he was poor at the start of the season, but he has, he has in recent weeks, like everyone else, started to find yeah. his form again. You know, it happens, doesn't it? It happens to yeah. players. 
I mean, Owen pointed out defensively, he's been one of the best performers. And of course, when you're coming back from injury, it's difficult. But, yeah, you know, I've been there myself uh, with a knee operation and the rehab it takes. And once you've done that, you, you're being as positive as you can. And he's worked so hard to get himself back fit. And then you rupture an Achilles. I mean, I just feel I just feel devastated for him. Um, and obviously, Ricky pretty much done exactly the same, but with a broken leg in between. And Mm. You know, I know the injury record under Rogers was being questioned, but you, you just can't legislate for injuries no, that serious. It's just complete freak accident where you, you know you you do something like that. Um, and you know, I don't think he'd have gone to the World Cup. I think the um, obviously Chilwell and James are injured, but I think the four fullbacks that he picked um, are, are the best four available. Uh, obviously, White can play centre back or right back, so I think that probably negated the use for Justin, but. And a Leicester perspective, I think the only so the only positive is we've only got one more game until Boxing Day and then the transfer window opens. But for, I mean, unfortunately, now we we just have to sign another fullback. Um, mm. I know they were linked with uh, Gosens from Inter uh, again, but you know it, that money might have been reinvested elsewhere had had Justin not got injured. And like you said, Jake, you know, you know Madison and Yuri are playing in the World Cup and. Who knows what's going to happen there? So on a personal note for JJ, I'm just devastated. And now as a Leicester fan, we've got a, we've probably got to find another left back, I think. Yeah. You know, and it, it does, you know, pose a bit of a problem, doesn't it, Jack? That, you know, you, you don't really want to go out and, and spend too much money because you've got Justin and Ricardo there, you know. So, you know, Leicester aren't in a position where they can just stockpile players, but at the same time, you know, that they can't leave themselves short. So, I mean, the answer for the foreseeable, if those two aren't fit, is, is Luke Thomas at left back and, and Castagna over to the right, isn't it? But there's then absolutely no cover other than what probably all Brighton for them fullback position. So, you know, as I said to, to George, you know, for, for a personal level for, for Justin Guy, but also for, for Leicester, it's kind of a, a problem area now, isn't it, them fullback positions? Yeah, I mean, if you talk about stockpiling players, we do stockpile full, stockpile fullbacks. They just never fit because you yeah. didn't even mention um, uh, Ryan, Ber- Ryan Bertrand, oh, who uh, yeah. is yeah. still at the club. But, I was going to uh, apologise for that, but I don't think anyone can forgive me for forgetting no, Ryan. I, I, to be I honest, seen, no one's no one's seen him for about a, a year, I think, um, and no one saw him got injured ever. It's a, it's a very curious injury that one. Um, mm. But uh, still getting eighty three grand a week though. Apparently, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, the insurance companies are uh, are dealing with that one. But uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, from from a from a personal perspective, you just feel for JJ because just he worked so hard. I I agree. I don't think you know. Uh, I, I I heard that podcast, uh, Jordan. I think oh, it was a little bit a little bit harsh uh, to you put you back in your place but I don't, I don't know what he deserved <laughs> uh, but you know I, I, I don't think he had hit the same levels however in the last three games I think he was getting there I think you yeah. know he scored a wonderful goal I think he had he had a really good game against Everton uh, who did we play before Everton I can't remember but he was good then too um, so it was, Wolves. And, it was Wolves before yeah Everton, Wolves he had a really yeah. good game as well because before that gets Leeds I thought it was really poor but yeah Wolves Wolves he played uh, really well um, although he was playing against the Dharma who you know wasn't helping himself <laughs> um, so yeah feel feel for, for JJ on a on a personal level and then we were rumoured to be in for a left back anyway which is a bit of a curious one um, and I don't know whether that Thomas hasn't quite kicked on yeah. I'm a big Luke I, Thomas fan I don't think Brendan I, trusts Luke 
enough. No, I think I think he barely let us down, but sort of in the last sort of seven, eight months, there's been he's not he's not played amazing. Um mm. He's good defense. I mean, it's not long since he played against Liverpool and kept Salah out the game. I know. Defensively, he's really good. Going forward, he just doesn't offer enough. Um, but he's got an opportunity now, hasn't he? So, so three games. I would, I would assume he's going to play unless. And the the only other person you haven't mentioned is Amati. Can obviously play fullback. I mean, he's only ever seen him at right back. <laughs> God, I was trying not uh, to imagine that scenario again. Well, I mean, it, who he plays at this weekend is going to. The defence is an interesting selection conundrum this weekend, right? Because Evans is going to be fit again. Does he pick him? Does, you know, Marty's played really well. Does he pick him? You know, because there is a scenario where you can play a Marty right back, switch Castagna to left back, and then you've, you know, you've got the big, strong Leicester boys as a as a back four. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I think that's an interesting one. But I, I do... I do, I was of the opinion that JJ was better on the left. I wonder whether he's actually better on the right because he seems to get forward a little bit more. And I mean, I, I am a lefty and was a left fullback way back when. And I always think it's better to have a left footer in that position. Yeah. I think it brings the best out of Barnes. So maybe we're after someone that is left footed. There was a really good article in the Foss way about three players I've never heard of, but I'm now very excited <laughs> about. Uh, Life as a football of, fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, fullback. So hopefully, you know, the club's just taken out a big loan um, on the Fafana money. Hopefully mm. we can do something in, in January because, you know, uh, Rogers was right. Like we do need some refreshing and, and we do need bodies in, um, and hopefully, you know, some of the players that have stuck around, like Vestergaard, who stuck around, is now not in the Danish squad, might realise that you yeah. know, their profession is actually to play football, not stink the place out. So <laughs> so hopefully that might give give us an opportunity. But yeah, I, I think it's something we need to look at. Um, Gerson's I'm a big fan of. I don't know whether he can actually play left fullback or whether he's more of a wing back. But he's very he's, attacking. He's a unit. He runs loads, and I like him, so I mm. would I would get him in and and fit him in somewhere. Although I don't quite know why it's not worked out Inter. I don't follow Italian football that closely, but that seems a strange one for me. I mean, he was amazing at La- Atlanta, so um, so yeah, it, it's an area we're going to have to look at. But then equally, we probably need another centre back, uh, and we definitely need a right winger. But then we've needed a right winger for about six years. So. <laughs> yeah, I've given up hope of ever signing a right winger. Jack, by the way, you're on form today. Why? <laughs> thanks, you're, mate. You, you're in good form. I appreciate um, the feedback, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do next? Should we talk about then the, the couple of games? Is, is it is it still okay to talk about Everton? Or is that too too far I'd gone? Like, I'd like to talk about. I, it. I think, think so. we feel like we missed an opportunity and like just taking yeah. the game for granted. And it was yeah. it was brilliant. Like Arguably I think our, it was best our best performance. Yeah, I don't think it's arguably. I think it was our best performance of the season. Better than Wolves. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was. It, it was. It was. Uh, I think it was a more convinc. I, I thought Wolves was convincing, but it was that was a proper away win. Do you know which game it reminded me of? I thought about this. Jake, do you remember when we went to Palace in the middle of that seven or eight game win? We scored just before half time, I think, and just at the end. But it it was that oh, yes. level of yeah, yeah, convincing yeah. win, that was I thought. Soyuncu and Vardy. Yeah. And you got yeah, you had yeah. a flare thrown at you. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I was wearing a big coat that day. I'd managed to stockpile about four beers into my pockets. I was beating the stewards. I thought, did I went did I really have like a small victory in life? It was like, yeah. <laughs> it was one of them. It was like yeah, big win for Leicester and a big win for me. Yeah, I do remember. I remember it very well. 
It was uh, it, yeah, it, it reminded me of that. I think uh, Jordan Blackwell wrote an article about I think the number of shots and um. So I, you know, I think there are phases of Rogers's management. I think peak Rogers was that sort of spell just before he signed the new contract. In terms of performance, it was as convincing a performance as that, and a, a, certainly away performance because I don't think we've been particularly brilliant away mm. since there's been fans back in stadiums, and obviously it was an eighteen month spell without that. But I do think fans make a difference. So, so for me, like I, I, I've been absolutely buzzing all week because of that performance and. You know, Lampard said afterwards, it was like, you've got to be remembered, we've been beaten by a very good team. And I think, oh, yes, I know an opposition manager's look, just lost a game and said that, but we did look like a very good team again, um, yeah. which was really pleasing for me. And there was the jury was still out as to whether we turned a corner. I think we've definitely turned a corner now. There's no question. So, and, and that's easy to forget, which is why I think it's important to, to spend some time talking about the game. Yeah, no, and it, I, I do agree. I do think it was our best performance of the season. And, you know, there were loads of really eye-catching results that weekend. I think it was something like 19 goals in the 3 p.m. kickoff and um, a whole load of last-minute goals and some red cards. And then we were the TV game at 5.30 and I'm thinking, oh, bloody hell, I was going to cue the nil-nil <laughs> goalless draw. Um, and yeah, it wasn't quite the, the, the same level of entertainment as maybe some of the other ones. But, but that's kind of, Jordan, what I've been crying out for all season for us to go there, look incredibly solid, score goals and, you know, and entertainers. I mean, Yuri Tielemans' goal is, is about the, the, the highest level of entertainment we, we can kind of hopeful but you know just all round you know it's hard to 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 pick out players and, and leave out other ones you know Danny Ward outstanding you know defensively rock solid everywhere and I, I do think that Daniel Amati has has been brilliant I really do I think that he hasn't actually got enough credit in terms of how solid he is defensively yes he's got his limitations we know that but he's been solid you know Yuri Tielemans has been great in recent weeks Harvey Barnes has been back to his best you know um as I said I, I feel I almost want to mention everyone, but it was just an all-round, really, really good performance tactically, um, and then the selection as well. Brendan Rodgers got it spot on. It, it, it really was the perfect away performance, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, what a difference a few weeks in the life of a Leicester fan makes. Because I remember, yeah. I remember you saying, Jake, maybe a month ago that well, we might be sat in here just before the World Cup, and we'll we're feeling a lot better, and Rodgers will be in, and. We'll be thinking, you know, why are we talking about all this? So, you know, we haven't won away for about, you know, 12 months or whatever it was. And then we win two away on the bounce. And I think it was our best performance of the season by a long way. And our best performance, I can't I can't tell you since when, like, was our best performance before that because we were so convincing. Mm. Um, and like you say, all over the park, Danny Ward made a great save at 1-0, I think, from... Uh, Calvert-Lewin. Maybe Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. Really pleased for Danny Ward because he, you can see him almost like when De Gea signed for Man United. And I remember they said the shirt doesn't fit him. And you can see him visibly growing in confidence in in his stature in the goal. Um, yeah. And, and again, you know, like we're talking about JJ being missing. I wouldn't be too bothered if we went back to a back three because now Evans is looking as though he's fit. So Intu might be back in the fold. You can't drop a Marty because... For me, he is a six. <laughs> this is generous. He is a six, seven every week <laughs> if, if he doesn't make a mistake. But you know, <laughs> you know, you know what you're going to get from Dan. He's just he's just solid. He is not yeah. spectacular. But sometimes that that complements the player next to him. So you can't drop Dan. Wout Fez has been an absolute revelation. 
Um, yeah. And I'm always I'm always curious of uh, heaping praise on players too quickly. But when you look at Brighton and Spurs, and he's come into the side, and we've kept was it five clean sheets out of seven now? Um, yeah. I mean, he's been absolutely incredible. So all over the park, like you say, Jake, what a difference a few weeks makes. And I know we're not out of the woods. We're only two points clear of the bottom three still. So um, hopefully we get something at West Ham at the weekend and we can start looking up the table again. Like, I mean, Tielemans' his goal it was better than Wolves. He shifts it on, you know, with his thigh onto his right peg. Mm-hmm. I mean, the finish is just outrageous. And if he'd scored against Man City, that volley, yeah. He'd been having, you know, he'd been having his own goal of the season competition in the, in the whole league. Like that, this yeah. is just how good he is. Obviously, Madison was unplayable again. Barnes looked back to his best. Um, and you know, I, I was trying to stay positive in the first seven games, but when you look at a side like Everton, we're just miles better than Everton. Mm. Um, you know, we're miles better than Leeds. Palace, okay, we we struggled to break them down, but they're the sides that are going to be down there. And we are better than them. We're just lacking on a bit of confidence. And, you know, I was looking at the table the other day. I know it's the start of the season, but drop points against Brentford, drop points against Southampton. I think we should have got some in at Chelsea. Um, we scored first at Bournemouth and threw it away. I mean, there's six, seven points and all of a sudden you're seventh. Um, and at this stage of the season, like being six, seven points behind Brighton is nothing. There's so long left. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can we can sneak something at West Ham, keep everyone in January, add a couple more, and you know, um, the League Cup draws tonight, get a favourable draw in that, and you're looking at a quarter final again. And all of a sudden, things are looking a bit more positive. Um, and it's crazy, it's only been what two or three weeks, and we've put a bit of form together, and all of a sudden, yeah, everyone's looking at, up, up at the table. It's just peak, peak Leicester City, I think, this season. <laughs> Well, it's, it's peak football, isn't it? And honestly, Jordan, you, you bang on it because it's. I was saying something similar about Newcastle, wasn't I, last week? That you know how much you know a positive feeling and, and mood around a football club can actually impact on the players on the pitch, you know. And right now, you look at the league table. I mean, Leicester are closer to the relegation places than they are European place, but because of the way we are playing right now and the mood around the football club, we are now seeing how many points. We are away from them positions as opposed to looking how many points we are away from relegation. And and that kind of just gives you a real good indication of where we are. And, you know, I know we'll talk about West Ham properly in a little while, but they're now playing dreadfully. They are. You know, they got knocked out of the cup in in midweek to to a championship side. Um, They spent a whole load of money during the summer and I don't think Moyes particularly spent it badly but for whatever reason it's just not working at the moment and you know I, I was on a West Ham podcast during during the week um talking about the game and, and they were saying that after they got knocked out of the Europa League semi-final they didn't win another game that season at the end of last season and they've carried on that form into this season it just says that it feels like they've run out of steam you know and even the games that they are winning they're not playing particularly well and you know as I said look we won't kind of talk too much about West Ham but it does represent another real good opportunity to to go there and pick up three points because of the mood that's around this camp at the moment, which just makes such a massive difference um, in a game of football. Um, so, yeah, should we, should we take a... I was a... going to say, cool. Jay, on the mood around the camp and it being a bit positive, like it definitely feels like that amongst the players. So I was there on, on Thursday and... Uh, I've always really liked Stimare. I, I just think he's he's got some personality about him. But he's like, he comes onto the pitch and high fives Braybrook and, 
you can see he's bigging him up and he's dancing after we score. I love the fact that, you know, in the in the last five minutes or whatever, when Barnes scored, Fez is there like in a flash yep. to celebrate with them. And to be fair to the players, they seem like they've stayed together. And I think the atmosphere is is generally stayed pretty positive. I think Rogers deserves an enormous amount of credit for that. The other thing I'd say on um, Madison that I haven't said, I think Rogers deserves a lot of credit for for how he's dealt with Madison, how he's bigged him up in a way, because he, he went very strong on on him. So, um, so yeah, it is amazing how a few weeks changes things, but I don't think that sort of positive, it's easier when you're winning games, but I, I mm. generally, generally saw a side that was, that kept itself together. There were a few things like the second half at Brighton, um, the wheels sort of fell up at Spurs a little bit, but the players have, have stayed together through a really tough time by and large. And, mm. and that's really pleasing to see. And I don't, you know, you don't spend hundreds of millions to have a dressing room that's together. I think it's a little bit more subtle than that. Um, but um, but yeah, just just the whole positivity. It's it, it's just a bit of a a happier place, and and the players and the manager deserves a huge amount of credit for that. I think. Yeah, no, definitely, completely agree. Um, I am conscious of time, but I quickly want to mention as well, though, about that Carabao Cup win against Newport. Not necessarily about the game, but um, we all know that the season hasn't been, you know. <laughs> the way that we kind of would have hoped. I mean, don't get me wrong, lots can change, still plenty of the season to play for. But um, we've seen every single London team now knocked out of the Carabao Cup. So that's Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs. Um, I know a point of recording, my United Villa is, is tonight, but a load of big clubs have gone out. Yes, Man City are still there. Liverpool just about managed to scrape through. But you know, I, I as a Leicester fan, I'm thinking, right, well, you know, we want to get back into Europe and we want to win something. You know, the Carabao Cup actually does represent a, a great opportunity in, in terms of something we should absolutely take seriously because we want to get to another cup final. And also, best case scenario, if, if we win the thing, there's our best possible route back into, into European football, isn't it? So we need to go for this, don't we, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, it, it was the one that I would have gone for at the start of the season, um, just on the basis that we've... We haven't won in a while. Well, yeah, we've not won it since <laughs> 2000. Um, I was just actually checking when the final is. It is still Sunday, the 26th of February. Um, because for me, you, you know, you, you get in a final, if you can win the League Cup, I'm not saying the rest of the season's done, but if you're qualified for Europe... Oh, but yeah, it's, yeah absolutely. Uh, in, in February, and you're pottering, pottering along in mid-table, then... You know, your season objective's done, really, isn't it? It's a, it's a strange it one. But O'Neill always used to target it in the in the nineties. Obviously, you know, he got to three finals and won two. And and back then, for a club like us, it was it was it was one to win. And I know Pep Pep takes it very seriously. To be fair, but there's no absolutely no reason why we, we can't challenge that. You only only need a couple of decent home draws. Um, I know there's a few lower league sides still in it. And like I say, win, win, was it win two, and we're in a semi-final again. And obviously, you know that that's still quite painful that that semi-final defeat to Villa in the League Cup because that was yeah. a, um, at the time that was a two-legged tie we should have progressed in. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd absolutely love to see us win the League Cup again. To be honest, hmm. yeah, one hundred percent right. Jack Jordan, anything you'd like to add before I cue the music titles for Who Are Here? No. Beautiful. Cue music. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are you? 
Right, Jack, I've just been seeing you on your phone. Um, I can only presume that means that you're the quiz master and you hadn't thought of a player until about 30 seconds ago. Is that correct? That uh, is absolutely <laughs> 100% correct. Although I did choose one at the start really of the serious. episode, but I have changed it. Been busy this week, Jake. Busy man. Hey, listen, busy no man. Um, I'm excited about this one. This one's a toughie, but then we always always say that. Mm. Uh, you you boys ready? Yes. Uh, Jason ready. Bourne complained about the the amount of preamble for <laughs> for, for, for last week's game. Look, have you, have you ever watched a you know a, a game show before? It's like X Factor when they do the results show. It's an hour long, and the results take what thirty seconds. That's that's basically what we do here. I, I enjoy we... this bit more than the actual questioning. Yeah. It's the, yeah, exactly. the anticipation, right? Jason just oh, didn't get it, did he? Jake, I got several messages about the the music, which I was unaware that you were going to yeah. put in until the episode went out. What, so. what was the feedback? Positive. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, very well, good. I, I More jingles. It, they said this is this is brilliant because now that I, I can do proper preamble here, I just get to chat nonsense. Believe it or not, I used to do this show, oh, this game story on another radio show. I did. Um, it was a radio station called Love Sport Radio, which was in London when I first moved down to London. I used to do a non-league football show, and as the the thing I used to do at the end of the get at the end of the show, sorry, was who are you? And me and my my co-host, we had to guess who this non-league footballer was. You know, it could have been anyone who played non-league football, and that was kind of the level we used to play at. And I, I made a jingle incredibly similar to that one, and, and that's why I went with that music and a couple of them clips because I basically done the whole thing beforehand. But I thought I can just recycle it and and use it for lesser. But I'm I'm pleased that people liked it. Um, so it means I don't it's have to make another one now. It's a good jingle. Yeah, well, and I now good. need to I now need to make another one as well for for Jack and his his stories of the week as as well. So um, stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah, As and when I okay. find myself with a, a little bit of spare time, I'll, I'll make you that, Jack. Oh, I can't wait for that. Cannot wait. Okay, right, come cool. on then. Let's go. Right. So I was born in France in 1984. <laughs> Frank Rowling. <laughs> it's not Frank Rowling. In, in when? 1984? Yes, correct. Nicholas Prier. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, I was between the years of 2002 and 2003, I played 11 games for the France under-18 team. I think I know. Equipe Nationale. Keep, keep on going, though. I want one more. Okay. Uh, I started my career at Nantes in I 2002. I think I might know, but I think it's only fair that Jake goes. No, no, I'm actually holding back. You can is go it if Bruno, you want. Is it Bruno and Gotti? Incorrect. Oh, that wasn't my one, so that's fine. Oh, yeah, he think? is. Yeah. Yeah, go on, carry on, Jack. Uh, <laughs> my first foray into yeah. English football was with Cardiff City in 2006. Oh. Oh. Yes, I I know. No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't you know. Guessed. No, I don't know. I was going to say something silly. I'm refraining from bad guesses after my Lillian Nallis okay. a few weeks back, which I've, I'm still scarred from. Okay. It's uh, not him, is it? <laughs> it's not Lillian Nallis, no. Um, the team I, I played the most games for in my career was, I think I'm pronouncing this right, Niort, which I believe is in France. N-I-O-R-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I feel like I really should know this already. I, I think this is a hard one. Neort, Cardiff. Um, no, I need more. I'm still even thinking of French players, to be honest. That played okay, okay, I'm gonna get next clue. This they're getting a little bit easier now. I played one game for Leicester City. See, I thought that Nicholas Prayer was a great guess. Neort. I still don't know, mate. This is a good one. Okay. I only play, he, he played one he game played on, on loan. On loan. <laughs> oh, mate. One game on loan for Leicester. Played at Cardiff. Played for New York. I don't French think that's international. When, yeah, or when he played for us, which is, I, I think that's the, the bit. 2006, you can have that one. I'm sorry, you're going to have to keep on going. At that point, I think I fell, fell right out of love with Leicester. Let's see that, that mm. era. Yeah, I mean, so this this is the period where Mandarich bought the club. Rob Kelly was manager. Uh, Nigel Worthington came in as mm. caretaker. <laughs> Kept us up at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the season, obviously. Okay. We, Nigel had... had I'm not, I'm not sure what I, do, what I do when I run out of clues. Yeah. You start spelling it out. We play hangman, basically. I think, I think I am going to... I'm going to have to to spell it out. No, or is it, short, or tell is us it more about his career. No, okay. no, we can't, we, can't, we can't do that. We can't. To be honest, to I, I could put his Wikipedia page up and I still don't think you get it. So, <laughs> so I'll tell you about his career. Yeah, Started at Nantes, played 29 yeah. games, scored two goals, moved to Cardiff City in the summer of 2006. Hmm. On transfer deadline day, joined Leicester City on an initial one-month loan. Uh, he made his Leicester City debut, coming on as a sub in the second half against Ipswich Town, but never made another appearance and returned to Cardiff on the 27th of February 2007. Yeah, He then, he then had a spell at Oldham, scoring once against Brad, uh, Bradford, uh, he was then released, joined Grenoble, Christ. Uh, and then played for a load of French clubs, none of whom were very good. He was a striker. He must have been bad if we didn't want him there. Striker slash winger. I remember him as a winger, but it says he's a striker here. Bloody hell. I may, I'm going to need his initials. This is, this is really you bad. his initials? Yeah. Danny and Gesson. No, no, no. No, LG. LG. That was a bad LG. Um, LG. Oh, my days. Mate, I think you may have achieved the first have I complete, ever. Have I completed the game? You've yes. completed who are you? Yeah, but he's, only George... played about, he's only played about half an hour for us in 2006. So yeah. I, think, I think that's fair. But... I mean, ju- just, just, just now thinking ahead, does this mean because we've both lost, Jack has to stay on as Chris Master last week? Next week, what, what happens? Yeah, I think this is a nil-nil. Yeah. Jordan, are you expect are you accepting defeat here? Oh, should we, should I've got no idea. Should we shake hands and take the take the L together? Yeah, I'd take a point, nil nil. Yeah, sorry, Jack, you have to tell us, mate. Who is it? Luigi Glombard. Oh, I'd never have got that. <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember the name. It doesn't even ring a bell. I can't remember why that came into my head yeah. before the quiz, but I was like, that's definitely the hardest ever one. Yeah, for we anyone loads listening. of random that that era, we signed right. a lot of random players that like yeah. didn't didn't play. 
Okay, I'll 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 prep a bit more for next week. You can have a no. slightly easier one because I, I I enjoyed the fact that that was not completed. Yeah, no, don't apologise, and I'd be very curious as well for anyone listening. Be honest. Yeah. If anybody else got that, let us know and and, and let us know your memories of him and his his thirty minutes or whatever playing for for Leicester. Because yeah, I think I'm pretty good at this game, and I cannot even remember the name. Um, I mean, that squad does not ring a bell at all. That. That squad, so it's a couple of interesting players in that squad, right? Alan Sheehan, mm. who's now a coach at Southampton. I don't know if everyone's yeah. seen that. Yeah, he's gone with Nathan Jones, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah Mark Yeats, do you remember him? Yes, I Mark. do. He signed, signed from Spurs. I once had a beer with Mark Yeats he's a, he's uh, in a London yeah. in a sports bar. And he was actually a really nice lad, but he wasn't playing at the time. I've got uh, a good story about Mark Yeats. Oh, go on. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not about him, but... <laughs> He scored a free kick at the King Power against us, and I was sat in L1. And, Is it uh, Colchester then? He went I to Colchester remember. afterwards. Or Sheffield United. He's played Colchester and Sheffield United. He ended up playing quite a few clubs. I've got yeah, a he did. Sheffield United. Yeah. And Go on, he, sorry. He scored, and you, you know, the guy come over, the Tannoy, and see uh, Sheffield United goal scorer number seven, Mark Yates. And the guy next to me, I was in L1 at the time. He, oh, I've never fucking heard of him. Who is it? And I, I, I just said, mate, he used to play for us. And I thought, <laughs> that is the end of my time in L1. And I'm like, yeah. Play trippers. Right then. So congratulations, Jack. You win. It's never happened Thanks. before. No, Jake, I, I think it, whoever gets it, if anyone is honest enough to admit they got it. They come on they, the podcast. They, they should be the guest next week I to, like try that. And, to try and get it yeah i like that so yeah anyone if you got that tweet us instagrammers and we'll get you on but please be honest because i think that was incredibly hard um, <laughs> but i enjoyed it very much i've never heard of him um jack <laughs> um we'll stick with you then um what Thanks. have you been reading on the internet this week no music um, this time it's coming shortly at some point look uh, a fair bit actually because obviously the whole madison debate playing uh, for England. Um, so uh, I think everyone's seen, uh, I've been given the password to Twitter and <laughs> today, which is probably not a great thing. So I, I might log out and you might have to change the password because we do appear to be getting in uh, arguments with people, uh, which is you, not well, you intended. Say we. Of, yeah. Yeah, yes. Well, we, we all stand behind the uh, big strong Leicester boys handle. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think we'll stop doing this. Uh, but anyway, but uh, just the narrative around like Madison and, you know, uh, I guess the, the strangest thing I've read this week uh, is from a guy called, I hadn't heard of him before. He works for, works for football daily. Dougie, mm. Dougie Critchlow. Uh, afternoon, Dougie, Dougie Critchley. 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 Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you? Didn't you? do that on purpose. Did. I promise you. You did. Good. <laughs> Dougie Critchlow or something or other. Never anyway, heard of he, he seems, he seems like a decent lad. So, uh, <laughs> but his football opinions are honking. Um, <laughs> and he's told us this afternoon that we're going to have to let this go. And we will, after I have said this bit, but Dougie, you have no idea about James Madison. He said, it, it's not a disaster if we don't pick Madison. Um, he doesn't quite fit into the system. You know, the other, the bit that really got me is, oh, we have a lot of players with better England records than James Madison. James Madison mm. has played 20 minutes in a World Cup qualifier. 
Um, so what I did this afternoon was send him a list of players that we should put in the England squad because they all have better England records than James Madison, including Guy Whittingham, David yeah. Nugent, Andy Carroll, Richie Humphreys, who I don't think played for England, but that's kind of the joke, and Darius Vassell. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, um, uh, I don't think there is a debate anymore. Um, you know, uh, fair play for him for for trying yeah. to sort of justify it. Um, it was sort of extraordinary mental uh, gymnastics, but um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's not really a debate, and and Southgate finally has seen sense. Um, but there's been plenty of of strange stuff uh, written about why Madison might not get in the England mm. squad, and you know, as we've discussed, there isn't really an argument. Yeah, no, so there we are, lads. I, Thoughts? I, I, I did see Dougie's tweet. I did. Um, I was aware of who Dougie was before that tweet. Um, but I do wonder sometimes um, because he's, he, you know, he's, he's involved in in media and in, in television, and you know, here on this podcast, I like to think that, irrespective of how strong our views are, we would never say something, you know, with the intention of deliberately trying to get some kind of reaction. And I can't help but wonder with that tweet from Dougie because he knew that that everyone is talking about Madness at the moment, and everyone is is universally saying that he should be in the squad. I can't help but feel that maybe he did that, you know, almost on purpose to get some kind of rise out of Leicester fans. Because ultimately, if that's kind of what he went for, um, he achieved it, didn't he? Because there was a whole load of nibbles. And yeah, you can call them nibbles. But yeah, I, I almost feel like he knew what he was doing. I am I giving him too much then. credit? Or am I, giving I him don't too know. Much I don't know. Maybe I've missed the joke thinking, mm. you know, I'm, I'm doing the jokes. I don't know. But, yeah, it, it got a reaction, didn't it? And, you know, you, you go through that and, and sometimes you look thinking, oh, is that football fan base been a little bit sensitive here? And uh, they kind of taken the bait here. You know, obviously I work at TalkSport and Gabby Bonnehall does that every single day and people kind of almost take him a little bit too seriously when actually his sole intention is literally just to get a rise because he loves it. I don't know Dougie personally, but yeah, it seems such a bad opinion. I can only, I can only derive from that. He must have been doing it on purpose. I think... Um... I think I finally found my niche on this show. Because, What's that? Well, Jake's got his quiz and, and Jack's got his strange things on the internet. I think mine, it's a bit Carl Pilkington. It's a bit Jack D um, for any older listeners who know who Jack D is. But I think I'm going to get my own segment mainly because I want a jingle. But yes. my, my pet peeves. <laughs> Honestly, you guys are making me work many, overtime here. My friends will tell you I've got many pet peeves, but one of them is just... It's not just in football, it's in all walk of life, in politics, you name it. You, you have to be at the extreme of each end. You can't be in the middle. You can't be in the middle ground and say, well, you know, Madison probably should go, but these are the reasons why he shouldn't and these are the reasons why he should. It's like, oh, he, he shouldn't be going, we don't need him, or he absolutely should be on the plane. Mm. So my my pet peeve for this week is is that. Um, and, and you know, I'll, I'll save a few of the others, but there's there's a lot of people that, don't watch Leicester City and play far too much FIFA and Dream Team and football <laughs> manager that have an opinion when they're not watching football. Um, mm. That's as far as I'll go. Yeah. That could be my pet peeve for this week. I, I'm looking forward to that segment. Jordan yeah. off his long run. <laughs> and, and quickly on that on that note as well about you know people not watching football without kind of you know, treading back over the same ground we've been on but with the Madison one the amount of people saying that you know he's a 10 or England don't play over 10 this that and the other I mean John Cross from the mirror um tweeted something earlier yeah. saying something similar I was like John and I tweeted him was like look if you don't watch Leicester 
fine, but don't come out with some kind of opinion telling us why a player doesn't fit into a system when you've clearly not watched either England or Leicester play because anyone who has watched either with any kind of you know length of, of time will tell you that actually Madison fits in perfectly and he's actually a, a massive asset because he's hugely versatile for all the positions that both Leicester and England play. Um, but yeah, well, I think we've done that one, haven't we? I think we're in the Maybe Madison should change his shirt number. So, you know, yeah, exactly. louder for the people at the back. But, yeah, but, but I, I even had the same conversation with, with Tony Cascarino earlier on today. I'm in a, a WhatsApp group chat with him and we were all, all talking about um, the England squad who Natalie Sawyer was talking about Ivan Tony, and then and then Cass chipped in talking about Madison saying he was a luxury player and a number 10 and honestly like it's not even a it's not even a show that I produce but I'm in the WhatsApp group anyway because every now and again I'll, I'll do bits and pieces for them but I took the bait I nibbled I was like Cass I'm sorry mate I'm gonna have to correct you here but he's absolutely not a luxury player he's absolutely not just a number 10 um end up having a bit of an exchange with with Tony but yeah what? it's just it's hugely frustrating you, you should have told him, like, Kask, I've just ordered a Chinese and yeah. your opinion has, <laughs> has offended me so much that I've just thrown my Chinese in the bin. You, you do know that wasn't real, by the way. Oh, was it not? No. no it's it's so sad. Yeah, but, it's hilarious. Yeah. But for people not aware of the context of that, um, following the Queen's sad passing, there was a, a story which went on the internet and it, it, it was a story. It wasn't a clip, um, but it was apparently Tony when he found out the news that the Queen had passed, had ordered a Chinese, and he was so upset that he couldn't finish off his Chinese. Um, I don't know who made up the article. It's incredibly funny. And obviously, I'm not laughing at the Queen's passing, but it's incredibly funny. Um, but Tony, I promise you didn't say it. And there was lots of jokes about that in the WhatsApp group every now and again at the weekends. And Tony, what are you having? So you're having a Chinese. Um, he didn't say that. Tony's a top bloke, by the way. He really, really is. Uh, but I did have to correct him on Madison because so many people are still getting it wrong. And and, and honestly, Jack, the fact that he wears number 10 on the back of his shirt may actually be holding him back in, in some ways because people keep on bloody going on about the fact that England don't play over pissing 10 i oh, know I, I think Grealish suffers for that a little bit as well because like lots of people thought Grealish was a 10 for a long time when he was playing left wing it's like i, I think you know the number is misleading what number does mount wear does he work he's 19 or something isn't he 19 yeah yeah, yeah maybe, see it um, works for him maybe, maybe that's where they've gone wrong like yeah. shirt squad numbers yeah, honestly, I think we might be onto something. Right, I mean, guys. Jake, go on, George. Jake, I was going to say just quickly, you can tell Jack's got the Twitter login because he's not, <laughs> he's not on Twitter like myself. But I think Twitter's created this. Um, yeah. You know, you've got to be at one end or the other. And then I was going to say, because Southgate's just come on, I really liked it earlier. He got asked in the press conference about Iran supplying weapons to Russia and should they be in the World Cup? And one of the reasons I love Southgate, he, he said... You know, to be honest, I don't I don't know enough about this to pass a fair comment. Whereas mm. on Twitter, you'd have you couldn't say that. Do you know what I mean? You, you, yeah. Well, I think that's that's a, a good quality to have from Southgate. But these days in the world, it seems, especially in this in this era of how many clicks and how many video views you get, um, it was nice to see on Fox's talk that um, someone said, you know, we weren't. We weren't being sort of sensationalist just for for clicks and listens, which I quite yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Um, while we're on the subject of Twitter, I'm really conscious of time, but I need to mention this one. This 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 deserved to be in, in Jack's section. Did you boys and did anyone else see the Streatham Rovers Football Club tweet from yesterday? No. 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 You may well have done, but it went viral. Um, so Streatham Rovers Football Club tweeted yesterday. Um, the thoughts of all at Streatham Rovers Football Club are with the American people on this, the 21st anniversary of the horrific events of 9-11. 
of course, getting the 11 and the 9 flipped the wrong way round. In fact, it is um, the 9th of November, um, not, in fact, um, <laughs> 9-11. And obviously lots of people were pointing out that Streatham Rovers Football Club had, had got the date wrong. And then they replied to their tweet saying, to every idiot claiming we've got the wrong date, do you have any idea how offensive you're being? How about you get off the internet and get yourself some friends, you sad little freaks? I swear on my life, that's what the tweet said. <laughs> and then 11 minutes later, on the same tweet, now, now it's a thread. Okay, we did actually get the wrong date, and we apologise for that. <laughs> but, ulti- but ultimately, that shouldn't be allowed to distract from what was a genuine and heartfelt memorial message. And lads, it gets better. Seven minutes later, to everyone having a go at us for this, I'd just like to humbly remind you that it wasn't Stretton Rovers Football Club that hijacked a bunch of aeroplanes and flew them into buildings. A oh bit of perspective God. here wouldn't go amiss. We consider this the end of the matter. <laughs> Is that not just the most amazing thing you've ever seen on Twitter? Just just leave it, lads. Just leave it. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, yeah. It's, it's bit... absolutely incredible. Get some friends, you sad little freaks. Eight minutes later, okay, we got that wrong. <laughs> we consider this not the end delete, of the matter. Not deleted it. No, I, well, I think know. they may have done now, but it's one of them situations where uh, look, okay. by the time I'd been sent it, it's got thousands of, of likes and retweets. So Stretton Rovers Football Club, I don't know how many fo- followers or what level of football they play at, um, but I don't think they're ever, ever going to receive that same amount of fame as what they did um, after getting 9-11 around yeah. in terms of the dates. Um <laughs> Right now, I am really very conscious of time because we've gone an hour now. Should we have a quick word about West Ham? It's the it's the final game, isn't it? Before we we break for the World Cup, uh, the big strong Leicester boys will be meeting up and and having a drink and, and enjoying the game together before before that break. Looking forward to it. Um, for me, pretty straightforward. Jordan, I play the same team that that beat Everton. I thought Evans looked good when he came against Newport, but the reality is he's probably going to have to buy his time now because we've defended so well. It was great for Indeedy to get some minutes, but again, I'm I'm happy for Sumari to to stay in. Um, is there anyone that, that that's got a shout really of, of coming back in? Of course, I know we've, we've mentioned James <laughs> Justin already. <laughs> I could see Jack laughing. Oh, sorry, I yes. thought you were going to pick Ricardo again. No, Jack. no, yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, Luke Thomas at left back and Castani moving over to the right. The rest, obviously, um, is what I mean to say. The same yeah. as Everton. Did I get yeah. myself out of that one? You did. You did. I think you saw us laughing. I think. So I who are you, you're putting Castagna at left back and who at no. right? Castagna at right and Thomas at left. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah got you. I'm going to do a tweet in a couple of minutes saying, obviously, I got that wrong. <laughs> I consider this the end of the matter. <laughs> get off the internet, yeah. you yeah. sad little freaks. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> um, I think that's. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. look, Luke, Luke, like you say, he's not kicked on, but I think he's he's more, you know, he's a steady, steady pair of hands, I think. And he's only a youngster. He's very... That wasn't me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's very combative uh, at left back. Uh, I, I, I like him. I think maybe playing away at West Ham will, will suit him in a game like that. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I think keep, keep, it, um, keep it the same if, if possible, or as close to, obviously, without JJ. Yeah, I, I think the same, actually. Samari, it's interesting. I went very high there, sorry. Um, <laughs> Samari's an interesting one, because I don't think I would have picked him against Everton, but I thought, aside from five minutes in, I thought he was brilliant. Um, and I think he, him and Fez 
move the ball quicker than a lot of our other players. And I think that that really helps the way I'm playing. So, so I think I would keep that the same. And I probably, I'd keep KDH in as well um, because I, I was frustrated with him against Everton, but actually he got himself into so many good positions to almost then make the wrong pass. And I, I don't think we should hammer him too, too badly for that. But, um, but yeah, well, like, I, he, he played one ball through to Daka, didn't he? And, and Daka scuffed the shot. Um, and then he, it was his ball over the top to, to Barnes, which, which ultimately set up Tielemans as, as well. So, you know, I, yeah, think I mean, he, played a lot he also played the wrong pl- pass about five times, <laughs> yeah. um, which, which will happen. And he, he's, you know, I, th- I think he, the thing is, he's on the cusp of being such a phenomenal player because he, he's got energy and yeah. he definitely, you know, the final pass with, with KDH is, is what he needs to work on. But, and we've seen he's capable of that. That's why it's it's a bit frustrating, but I would keep him in. I think it's that sort of game where we need his energy. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think just make, making one change. I'm intrigued to see how Madison goes because then part of me goes, he'll be really up for it and his confidence will be boosted. Part of me goes, he'll be not wanting to get injured. Yeah, uh, I was going to so say, sod's I mean, law, wouldn't it? After all of this, he goes and picks up a bloody knock against West Ham. I mean, there's almost part of me that thinks he's probably had a quiet word with Brendan and said, would you mind just leaving me out for this one? You know, because it would be sod's law, wouldn't it? And, and then just imagine that. Well, he got that left out on Tuesday entirely, didn't he? So yeah. he, he, he had a nice rest and I, I don't think you can. I mean, they won't do that with um, Rice will be playing, won't he? Like they won't yeah. rest mm-hmm. him, I'd imagine. Right then, so um, should we do two score predictions? Or is there anything else we want to add to West Ham? As I said earlier, um, they're not playing particularly well at the moment. They're really not. And you know, I've, as I said, I was on a West Ham podcast earlier in the week, and you know, they were saying that. Well, he was saying that he thinks it's ridiculous that some people are questioning David Moyes, but um, they did spend, I think, somewhere close to 150 million quid, and they're on the same amount of points as what we are. And, you know, if we'd spent that same money, people would be calling for Brendan Rodgers' head, wouldn't they? Mm. Um, and then, as he said, you know, this this um, this downturn of form has been since they got knocked out of the Europa League. They, they just look a little bit tired, a bit, you know, lost for ideas. And, um, yeah, I think this is the perfect time to, to play them, Jordan. I mean, I, I think of previous games against West Ham and my issues or my concerns always when we played them was I always found that we got bullied. You know, they're, they're a lot more kind of physically stronger than us. And I think that's always been our downfall. It certainly has in recent games. I now think that's less of an issue for Leicester. I think the likes of Valfez and Amati and Sumare, you know, I feel that we are better suited now to, to stand up physically to, to any test. And I think we're a better footballing side than them. We're certainly in better form than them at the moment. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty confident, I have to say. Yeah, at the risk of contradicting myself, um, I haven't watched West Ham a huge amount this season. But from what I have seen, um, of them previously, like you say, they're always very physical, very well organised, good at set pieces, um, do the basics really well. And I actually got a message off a West Ham fan before the the game this weekend, and they they said Moyes is under pressure, and the whole place is you know it's it's not a nice place to be at the minute. And, you know, West Ham that can happen, but it seems to me like they've spent this money, and they're trying to change the way they play a bit. They got that Paqueta in, um, yeah. What's the Italian striker called? Scamacca. Scamacca, Scamacca yeah. yeah. Um, and it kind of, you know, obviously Ben Rama was already there and he, he's quite a skillful player. I think he got substituted last week and there was a few boos as well. And then they conceded um, almost a, a minute or so after. Yeah, so something doesn't seem entirely right at West Ham. Still a tough place to go, but I, like you say, I think it's a great time to play them the way we're playing. If we, 
I'd just be happy to go there and keep a clean sheet, to be honest. I'd, I'd probably take a nil-nil. Yeah, and, and Jack? I, I think I'd take a point, but I think we should go there with, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm feeling genuinely optimistic about the game. Feels like a good time to play them. Um, you know, we have mixed uh, mixed results going there. Um, I mean, it's a strange ground to watch football in. It's a great place to have a beer, but a yeah. terrible ground to watch football. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I, th- I think we should, you know, go there and have a go. Like, uh, win the game and we'll be going into the break with, with real momentum, which maybe maybe um, maybe exactly what we need. So um, so yeah, I take a point, um, but hope for three, I guess. Yeah, no, it is a strange one with Moyes because I think of when he was at Everton and how successful he was there. The only times he tended to struggle was when he had money. You know, I'm thinking of the times that he sold mm. Rooney and I think as Lescott as well. And he never really spent money very well at Everton. He was always one of their managers, wasn't he? Where he didn't have a lot, but he was able to kind of galvanise a side and kind of get them playing you know, really solidly and, and, and grind out results. And that's initially what he did at West Ham. And now he has an opportunity to, to take them to that next level with a bit of cash. And, and once again, he appears like he's not particularly good at... Um, kind of taking that team to that next level and and then playing a different kind of style. So as I said, I am really confident actually. Um, ordinarily, I think of the three, I'm I'm one of I'm the one that that kind of tends to to kind of be a little bit more hesitant in terms of predict, predicting wins. But I say we're going to go there and, and win three one, and I think that the pressure is going to be massively on on David Moyes, and we go into the World Cup on a on a massive high. Um, Jordan, Jack, let's have your predictions. Start with you, Jordan. I think I'm going to agree with you there, Jake. I'd take a point. I wouldn't mind a nil-nil, but I think we are going to go there and and hopefully put on a bit of a show again like we did at Goodison. And if we can make it three away games on the bounce, um, like Jack said, we're going to that break with huge momentum. And then what does that put us on? 17 yeah. from 14? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's not too bad considering where we were after seven. and we'd, yeah. you know, we'd, we'd be looking... We'd be looking up, and then against Newcastle at home on Boxing Day, it's it's like the first game of the season again. So I think you can forget how Newcastle have, have played this season and how we have so far. So yeah, I'm confident that we can go there and get another three. Yeah, and it is re- it is worth pointing out as well. One thing Leicester have always been under Brendan Rodgers is very streaky. You know, you think of the two mm. seasons where we finished fifth, we started incredibly well. We, we put together an incredible run for the first half of them two seasons. Yes, we were dreadful at the start of this season, but I wouldn't say we've proved because it's it's not really something that you want to be. But, you know, Jack, we, we are a team that now that is capable of now going on a run of 10, 12 games of, of winning the large majority of them, aren't we? You know, so, you know, yes, you kind of sat there thinking, well, we can't keep winning. But <laughs> Brendan Rodgers has proven before that, that when things are going well at Leicester, he's very capable of doing that and, and keeping them runs going. Yeah, I think so. We uh, we we definitely are streaky. I, I agree with that. And it feels like we're on a good streak at the moment. So, um so yeah, I don't, I don't know whether I'd go as strong as as three one or maybe two one one one. I don't know. I, I think we might sneak it. Um, I think they'll score. I don't. I don't think we can keep the ball out the net for that long. But um, but yeah, hopefully Madders is going to put on a show. Uh, and I think Dak is due a goal as well mm. um, because I think yeah, I think he's played pretty well. But he's just he's just not found the you know the ball in the back of the net. And I think he's due one. So um, so yeah, hopefully we see that. Okay. Well, chaps, I really enjoyed this episode this week. 
Um, hope everybody else has as well. A quick mention then, as I said um, a few moments ago, we are heading down to, to West Ham. I presume we're what, going around Hackney Wick area for, for a couple of beers before the game. Um, I'd imagine that so. that's where m- most of the, the Leicester fans will be heading. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be here. You probably can't say can't miss us. Um, <laughs> you might can't do. miss you, Jake. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd say that Jordan was more noticeable than me with the hair and the glasses and, you know, the, the guy head to toe in, in Leicester. The groundsman. Well, yeah. I'm I'm, uh, I'm not wearing colours this week, so I might be meeting a few West Ham fans. Oh, OK. All right. But you might anyway, get let into Hackney Wick if you're not wearing colours as well, so that's yeah, a good shout. Yeah, if exactly. you see three Leicester fans who look harder than everyone else around them, that's probably us three. <laughs> You'll be disappointed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll be massively underwhelmed. Come over and say hi. Uh, let's all try and enjoy this last game before this World Cup break. Jordan, of course, you're heading off to Qatar. Um, we are, probably worth mentioning as well, going to attempt to do a new series um, during this World Cup break because, of course, no Leicester games, but we still want to do podcasts. So um, what I'm going to try to deliver for you um, it's some cult hero podcast. So to get some absolute legends, but the slightly different ones. So don't wrong, the obvious ones will be there, but also some of the, I don't want to kind of give examples because I feel like it's getting pressure um, for me to then deliver those names uh, to the podcast, but we will keep things going and we will try and do something a little bit different um, with some, some hopefully some, some guests that you all kind of want to hear their Leicester city stories from. So do stay tuned to that. Um, and yeah, once again, Jordan, enjoy Qatar. See you both on Saturday and uh, yeah, you'll hear from us all very, very soon. Social Podcast Network.